It's time for the plant health segment on Real World Gardener. Plant health is a division of Plant Doctor where we concentrate on the nutrients and deficiencies and other things that might go wrong with the plant, not pests and diseases as such. On the line, I've got Kylie Last, who is a horticulturalist and a TAFE teacher. How are you today, Kylie? I'm very well, thank you, Marianne. Excellent. Last time we talked about the major nutrient nitrogen and what the plant will look like if you are lacking well if the plant is lacking in nitrogen today it's more about the second major nutrient which is the p part of the npk ratio that you'll see on the back of fertilizer packet yeah okay um so so phosphorus is an element that's again it's another one of those major elements and it's responsible for the development of fruits and flowers and roots so it's, it's what we call a mobile nutrient. So it's, it's moved around the plant. It's moved from the older leaves to the newly sort of newly developing leaves and tissues and things. And a deficiency, a, a phosphorus deficiency will sort of show itself as the older leaves turn like a, a quite a dark green. And then they start to get this purplish tint to them. So it might be just like a tinge in the leaf margins or sometimes it, it shows itself as um, sort of purple spots and things underneath the leaf. And then the leaf tips start to dry off. So you'll quite often see like brown leaf tip on plants that have got a, a phosphorus deficiency. Now, there's a, there's a few things that can cause um, dry leaf tips and, you know, watering issues are, are you know, common with that too. But um, phosphorus happens a lot in fruit trees and, and flowering and fruiting plants. And, and it's the flowering and the fruiting that's often affected. Now, the phosphorus deficiency happens a lot more when it's uh, particularly cold or if it's really, really wet, you know, wet conditions and cold and wet conditions are like ideal for phosphorus deficiencies. So it's, it's quite unusual is that, you know, it does sort of develop that, that purplish tinge to the leaves. But to correct this, that deficiency, usually some sort of solid or liquid phosphate fertilizer. Um, yeah. Is it more likely to happen in clay soil or sandy soil? Or does it matter? Does it just equally, it's just those environmental conditions that really affect phosphorus deficiency? More so environmental conditions, but one thing to note with phosphorus deficiencies too is that just in, in terms of the, the, the plants is that um, it often sort of affects citrus and, and those sorts of um, you know, really heavily fruiting plants. But it's important to note too that um, Australian native plants are very, very generally very, very sensitive to phosphorus as well. And so, you know, caution needs to be be used when, um, you know, applying phosphorus around native plants in the garden. So if you're noticing that, that some of the plants in your garden, you know, are, are looking like they're displaying signs of phosphorus, just be very, very careful around applying phosphorus fertilisers around your native plants because they, they don't really like it. All right. So you mentioned citrus can be prone to phosphorus deficiency. So they, what to look out for, let's just recap, is that the darker green and almost purpling of the lower, older leaves? Yes. Yep. Okay. And yep. So it'll also start in like the leaf margin, so the edge of the leaf, and then starts to, you know, the, the leaf tips then start to dry off. All right. Is there any other, like, is, is the new growth stunted in any way or, or deformed uh, somehow or, is it, or doesn't affect that? That's a different deficiency. Yeah, so it does start to, to stunt the, the new growth as well. You'll find, um, you know, smaller leaves and there won't be as many. So it starts to affect, affect the overall growth of the plant 
as it sort of gets in on into the later stages. Ah, oh, right. So you really have to be onto it, especially if you're an orchardist or or have a quite a few citrus plants. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's mm. right. And and you know, any of those sorts of plants that ha- you know quite heavily fruit as well. That you know, any of those can be quite susceptible to it. Okay, so we've covered now phosphorus and nitrogen deficiency. I <laughs> I think probably potassium a fairly common deficiency. I would. It yeah. is, yeah. Okay. So that that uh, potassium sort of occurs more in in flowering plants. So it it can uh, potassium is also required for flower and fruit formation, but it's also used for thickening of the cell walls. So it's kind of essential for. Um, plant growth you know it's responsible for lengthening stems and and all those sorts of things so a potassium deficiency will show itself um, again with like the mature leaves so the older leaves start to show a bit of a browning or the drying of the upper surface of the leaf and sometimes you'll see the the leaf margin so that the leaf edge will start to kind of pucker a little bit like it starts to look a little bit wrinkly and not not its normal leaf shape so then as as you know, uh, potassium deficiency sort of progresses, darkening kind of appears between the leaf veins. So you'll see that between the veins in the leaves, uh, it goes quite a dark green. It it also affects plant growth in that, um, you know, the flower stalks in particular are quite thin. Sometimes they'll be quite short as well. So if you you normally have flowers with lovely long stems that can be cut and put in a bouquet, you'll you'll sometimes notice that um, flower stalks are, are quite short and they, they can be sort of not brittle so much, but, but really quite thin and, and spindly and, and not hold their own weight as well as if it was a really healthy plant. And fruits too, they may fail to sort of develop full colour. They might lack flavour. They might be a bit pulpy in their texture as well. So your potassium deficiency, it does affect the whole plant too, not just, not just the leaves. Then that would mean, I think from what you've described, that potassium deficiency can be a little bit hard to diagnose correctly because it, it can, can be something else as well. Yeah, yeah, it can. So, um, and it's often mistaken for, you know, other deficiencies as well. So there's no real sort of one set out, you know, um, symptom that you can you can say straight away, right, that's a potassium deficiency. My my biggest piece of advice, again, and, and I'll, I'll keep saying this, is, is do a pH test. Potassium is often, often a pH issue. And um, you know, a few of the other deficiencies are as well, you know, magnesium and those sorts of things. They're, they're often a, a pH issue as well because the, the soil starts to lock up those nutrients. So potassium deficiencies, as you said, we, you know, can be mistaken for, for other things, but it's very easy to fix. So um, to correct a deficiency, it usually just requires an application or two of, of sulfate of potash. So something along those lines, um, any sort of fertiliser that's got a you know, a reasonable amount of, of potassium in it, it will, will, you know, rectify that deficiency. All right, so that's the three major nutrient deficiencies. They're all very different from each other. but They, they are. <laughs> yeah, but they, but they can be confused with other problems like, you know, over or under watering or um, another type of deficiency, particularly potassium. So now that we've done the major three nutrients, nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium, Next time we meet, we will discuss a couple of minor nutrients that are causing headaches amongst gardeners. Once again, Kylie, it's been lovely chatting with you on Real World Gardener. Thanks, Marianne. 